Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India, and I'm so happy that you are here because this is a supportive, positive environment where we can heal together. This is episode 22, Traveling with Inflammatory Bowel Disease. Please note, I am not a doctor or health professional in any way. If you would like to attempt something mentioned in this episode, please consult your doctor first. Okay, guys, I got another amazing review on Apple Podcasts, which I'm so happy about, and I just want to read it quickly. I thought I had it here in my photos, so just bear with me a second. Okay, so this is submitted five stars. The title is Thank You, and it is from Lisa's 0208. Great podcast. So thankful I found it. Thank you so much, Lisa's. I always appreciate the five stars, and it helps people find this podcast, people like you. So as you guys know, I went to a conference and I didn't talk about it in last week's episode because I recorded with Evan before the conference, but the conference went really well. I wanted to get feedback on a book I'm writing. I'm going back into writing fiction and uh, you will be hearing about the book. I'm, I'm hoping to get more interest in it and I did get a lot of interest in it. So I can only be grateful for that and keep revising it and submitting it and moving forward. And I'll keep you posted as things continue to progress. So I wanted to just do a little update on my flare. I had a mini episode on September 15th, 2022, which was not a numbered episode. And I just said I was going into a flare. Luckily, it did not last very long. It was a mini flare. It lasted five days. Well, here's what happened. So I was going into it. And as I was saying, I was having, you know, mucus in my stool and all of the things. I started to, you know, do my flare regimen as we all do, right? We all have our flare regimen. So I was doing my stews with my mushy vegetables and drinking special smoothies and a lot of water and doing all the herbs because now I know how to do the herbs from Life Spa. So I know how to do them for myself and making, you know, the special tea with the marshmallow root and slippery elm and all of that anti-inflammatory. And I eat a lot of eggs and I put a lot of the anti-inflammatory spices on them. So I was doing all of that and it was helping immensely. And then I kept moving around, you know, I kept walking, I kept doing yoga I do yoga on Gaia TV. I have a subscription to Gaia. If anyone doesn't know it, it's G-A-I-A. And I love their yoga because they're 10 to 20 minute mini workouts. I'm not the power person who likes to do the power hour of yoga. I used to, but it's not me anymore. So I'll do, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a day and focus on one part of the body. They have these workouts from... Taylor Hart, I think it's Taylor Harkness. And I think he's great. And he's on Gaia. He's one of the big yoga teachers. And he does a workout called Belly Love, which helps with the intestines and digestion. So I love that one. And then he does an immunity one. So I was doing both of them, especially the Belly Love. And then I was doing meditation and deep breathing and keeping myself calm and not freaking out because I was kind of started to freak out because I'm saying, oh my God, I'm going to be going to this conference and I can't be running out of the room. 
<laughs> every five minutes because, you know, I forgot I haven't been in this conference in 13 years. People are pitching to these industry professionals and you can't interrupt someone else's pitch. So I, I totally forgot about that. So thank God I was okay before the conference. I really cleaned myself up, you know, five days, probably five days after I talked to you. So around September 20th. So then probably on that day, September 20th, I decided to make roasted vegetables and I made roasted leeks, purple potatoes, and carrots. And the carrots came out a little too hard, but I was like, it's a fine, I'll just eat them. So I ate them for dinner that night. And then in the morning, I woke up and ate them in my eggs at breakfast. And let me tell you, the flare started again. And I knew what I did. I knew it was the goddamn raw vegetable that I shouldn't have eaten. And if I'm going to roast it, it really has to be as roasted as possible. So I made that mistake. That was a <laughs> that was an interesting mistake to make. Luckily, I was able to pull out of it in a couple days. So on the first day of the conference, I was fine. And I was really happy about that because you're sitting in a room for hours at a time. You break for lunch and then you're sitting in a room hours at a time. So I had to make sure I was in optimal shape. And the other thing was just, yeah, I think I said it, but I, I kept eating and exercising. And I did get to one point in the flare, probably a couple of days after I was going into it, where I was like, you know what? I just don't want to eat. I'm just scared to eat. And I was like, no, no, no. We're not going down that path. We are not doing that again to where we stopped eating and drinking. And no. So I was forcing myself to eat and I was so happy I did. And I got my appetite back and things were much better. The day before the conference, I packed. And what went into my packing decisions was making sure my clothes were really comfortable. Now, I dressed up and I have to say I looked really nice because I'm usually on a farm and I look like crap. But um, I actually looked really nice to the point that people were complimenting me constantly on my clothes and everything. But I made sure they were stretchy on my stomach and on my intestines. I picked loose you know, skirts or dresses. I have these really amazing tight, tight pair of skinny jeans, but I can't, if I sat in them all day long, I would have been miserable. Even though they're probably my favorite pair of jeans that they look great on. I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this. It's too risky. So I did really think about clothing choices when traveling with inflammatory bowel disease. And you have to think about are you going to be in my situation where you're maybe sitting on an airplane for hours at a time or you're sitting in a conference room or a meeting room for hours at a time where you can't just get up or you can't unzip your pants and have it to where, you know, no one sees it. I mean, I guess you could do it, but you know what I mean? You just want to make sure you, you put yourself in the best, most comfortable situation possible. So I highly recommend doing that. On the first day of the conference, so it was in the city, it was in New York City, which is like an hour, 45 minute train ride for me. I ended up spending the money and doing business track, oh, business track, that doesn't make sense, doing business class on Amtrak. <laughs> and I highly recommend it. I should have, this was kind of a mistake, I should have figured out where the bathrooms were or ask someone. I didn't see any open bathrooms. I'm sure they were there. You can't, I doubt you can have like 
two hour train ride without bathrooms, but I didn't ask that. And I, I honestly regret not doing that and I will do it next time. So that's one thing where I did not prep in advance. And if I was in the middle of a major flare, I would have had to prep in advance. The other thing I did is I woke up really early that morning to get into the conference. I think I woke up at 5 a.m. I had to be out of the house at 6 a.m. And at 5.45 in the morning, I was having eggs that were cooked in ghee and I had masala. So I had all the anti-inflammatory Indian spices. So I made sure I forced a good breakfast down because I knew I'd be walking a lot in the city. And then I brought a chicken and rice dish that I had made the day before for lunch. And I was so happy I did that. So I prepared myself on the first day. The hotel I was staying in was a three-minute walk from Whole Foods. So I was really happy about that. It was near Hudson Yards. So that was great. However, I found that the restaurants were just a dud. I mean, you're in the middle of the city and I was like, I don't have to worry about food. I don't have to worry about these people cooking with processed oils. Everything's going to be so above the board and so healthy because it's a city. Wrong. And I used to live in the city, you know, this was years ago, but I knew the city well. I was living in Brooklyn, so I felt that things were a lot healthier near the Park Slope area of Brooklyn. I'm not sure I stayed in the right place, but I wanted it to be only, you know, less than a 10 minute walk to the conference every day. So I'm glad I stayed where I stayed. It was a beautiful hotel and everything was great, except the food choices around the hotel. Very disappointing. So I decided to stake out one restaurant near the conference, which was near Penn Station. I researched it online. Let me tell you something. This is why social media sometimes is such bullshit because they made the restaurant look so healthy online. I found it. I walked in. It smelled like a grease pit. So I should have just walked myself right on out. That was stupid. That was my first, but I was desperate. You know, I was like, okay. I order eggs and the guy is putting processed canola oil all over the grill and then cooking eggs, which I've never seen. I've only seen people cook eggs with butter. And then it got frustrating because I told the woman and she said, well, you should have told us before he made the eggs. And I said, I've never seen anyone do that. I said, I've only seen them cook eggs with butter. She was like, oh, we don't do that here. I'm like, you're supposed to be a healthy restaurant. I said, you're not a healthy restaurant then. I was annoyed, sorry. And usually I'm very nice to people. (laughs) And she got really offended. And she was like, no, we are a healthy restaurant. And I'm like, no, you're not. She explained it to the chef who basically said back to her and she translated to me that you can only cook with oil on a grill, which is completely not true. I've worked in restaurants. They can clean the grill for someone and they don't have to cook in any oil or they can cook in butter. So she was just like, well, order something else off the menu and we'll sub it in. And there was nothing. It was all, it was disguised as healthy food. It was crap. I'm sorry, it was. She gave me some type of juice. I just was like, there were seven people behind me. It's the city. Everyone's getting annoyed. And I was like, okay, I'll just have this juice. And she gave it to me. It was disgusting. It had all raw vegetables. I threw it out as soon as I stepped outside. So that was a major bummer because I was really looking forward to that restaurant. One morning I did walk down to Chelsea to this fancy Starbucks. I forget what it's called, but if you 
go to the city. There's a super fancy Starbucks. It's under another name to the point where it was hilarious. I asked for a chamomile tea in the barista or the guy, you know, the cashier was like, listen, honey, you're, you're in a fancy Starbucks. You can't get chamomile tea, but you can get this. <laughs> I was like, okay, sorry. So I got some type of citrus, lavender, blah, blah, blah tea, which I'm sure had brown rice syrup, which I'm not happy about, but you know, that's how it goes sometimes, which brown rice syrup doesn't hurt me, but I just don't want the extra sugar, but whatever. Uh, I ended up getting, oh my God, I look like such a pig. I think I ended up getting like a croissant and then steel cut oats maybe with some fruit on it. So that was good. At least I had that. I don't like carb loading, but you know, that's what it had to be. That was at least an okay option. And then I kept searching for restaurants around the conference around Penn Station and I was pretty unhappy. I think I ended up going to Starbucks again and getting another croissant because there was nothing to eat. I'm shocked. They just cooked everything in oils. And when I went to that Starbucks, the in Penn Station, non-fancy Starbucks, I thought, hello, they'd have chamomile tea. They didn't even have chamomile tea. They had peach tranquility, which I'm pretty sure has brown rice syrup in it, and I didn't want it. So it was just really frustrating. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I did go to Whole Foods uh, when I went back to the hotel. I'm happy because Whole Foods, or at least that one, they show all the ingredients for the food on the buffet. So there's a lot I can't eat because it has the processed oils, but... I did eat, I want to say, some type of sweet potato dish and some type of chicken. I can't remember exactly. I remember sweet potato, chicken, some salmon, which I shouldn't have done fish and brought back to the room. That was not a good idea. And something else that is slipping my mind right now. I just can't remember. And I did get pizza because they make good pizza there. And I can actually eat high-end pizza. So I had that and that was somewhat of a victory but you can only have so many whole foods. And, you know, I was really looking forward to being in the city and eating some nice meals. So I was really disappointed. Then on Friday night, I had dinner with a friend who I explained the whole situation to. And I hate doing this stuff. I really just hate doing this stuff. We had friends invite us over for this Saturday, which is so nice. And there's such nice accommodating people, but people don't get it, you know, and it's not their fault but they don't get it. And why should they get it? They don't have to deal with this shit, right? And she's like, well, what do you want to eat? Because she knows I'm not much of a cook. So <laughs> she didn't want me to bring food because I think she's scared of my cooking. So I explained, I said, I can't have anything in processed oils, blah, blah, blah. And explaining to people exhausts me. I don't know if you feel the same way. It just exhausts me. So anyway, I'm out to dinner Friday night. Luckily, my friend picks a high-end Italian restaurant. I know I can eat the meatballs. I know I can eat the pasta. I know I can eat a little pasta sauce. I know I'm good on all that. That's awesome. I can eat the bread. Again, carb loading with butter. So I'm good with all that. And then he wants to order appetizers. No, he wanted to order wine. And I said, I don't drink. And I explained the situation. He's like, okay, I won't drink either. And that's another thing I don't love when people do. If you want to drink, fucking drink. Like It's not like I'm in AA or anything. <laughs> drink do whatever the hell you want get as many drinks as you want so then he didn't drink, <laughs> which made me laugh but then he was like okay let's get appetizers what can you eat and then I said I can't eat this because of processed oils and then he's like okay so you can have fried calamari and I'm like oh my god 
oh my God. And then he looks at me and I kind of give him a look. I was trying to be nice. And he's like, oh, that was stupid to say. No, 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 you can't have. Let's do grilled calamari. And I think they had grilled and we ordered it. It wasn't that good. It was sopping in olive oil, which it was olive oil. I will give them that, but I can't eat that much oil. So that was fine, but I ate pasta and meatballs. And whenever I eat pasta too late, I can't sleep or it almost has an alcohol effect on me where I fall asleep and then I wake up at three in the morning, which is exactly what happens. So (laughs) that was funny. Because I don't drink, I now look at high-end water like alcohol. So, you know, when I go to a restaurant, I will get the Mountain Valley and I will pay for the fancy bottled still water here in New York. It's usually Saratoga. So I do all of that and I really look forward to that. I also want to say that I was eating a lot of organic chocolate. (laughs) Me and this chocolate, we just cannot part ways. (laughs) Telling you like, I've tried everything, you guys, everything and I cannot especially sorry to the straight male listeners when you hear this, but when I'm PMSing, which I'm PMSing right now, I gorge on chocolate for like four days and then I'm done. And then I just don't want to look at it, but I just love chocolate. I'm a chocoholic. I've had to come to terms with that, especially when I'm PMSing. I was, you know, eating a lot of chocolate too. And I noticed as I was eating the chocolate, I was pounding down water and I was fine. I was good when I was pounding down the water. And then it made me think back to when I used to eat horribly. I mean, in my 20s, hello, this is why I probably have UC is, uh, well, besides the genetics and the trauma and all that, you know, I would eat French fries. I was a French fry girl. Everyone knew me as French fry girl. Like I would eat the French fries for lunch. I wouldn't eat any breakfast. I would have a huge thing of French fries for lunch, a huge plate. And then I would go to, for example, an Indian buffet for dinner, which Indian food, unfortunately, in this country is just soaked in processed oils. I mean, soaked. And then in between all that, I'm having peanut butter and jelly and potato chips and Cheetos. And, you know, that's how I would eat back in the day. So it was absolutely terrible, but I never had a terrible flare. And I think the reason for that is because even though I ate like shit, I was always living in cities and walking everywhere. And I was always pounding down water, always pounding down water. Like I would have so much water in a day I would constantly like a camel. And I think that's the reason I saved my own ass from UC when I was younger. I really feel that's the reason. Now I want to tell people before you're like, oh my God, let me pound down water. Certain people with liver issues, with heart disease, you cannot do that. You're going to make yourself sick. I knew when I was in the Peace Corps of a Peace Corps volunteer who overdrank on water and she actually wiped out all the minerals in her system and had to go into emergency care and then long-term hospital care. So some people cannot pound down water like that. So you have to go to a physician and ask if it's the right choice for you. Don't just start doing it because you don't want to end up in the hospital. But I noticed for me, if I drink a ton, a ton of water, it can help. But you know, the ideal is to just eat healthy, right? Okay. So the last night at the hotel, I had hummus. I was starving. I remember I walked in there. I asked for the Saratoga still water. Obviously we don't drink sparkling ever because that kills UC. So I have this a big bottle of the Saratoga still water and then I ordered hummus and a burger. 
And the hummus comes with raw vegetables chopped in it. Never seen that before. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I had to eat around that. And then I ordered pita bread with it or pita bread came with it. I've only ever seen pita bread toasted. That's it. I've never seen it maybe brushed with butter. I've never seen it soaked in oil. Swear on my life, come soaked in oil. I couldn't touch it, which is probably good because I was just eating so much bread and so many carbs. But I was just like, you got to be kidding me between the goddamn hummus, (laughs) between the goddamn hummus and the pita bread. I was like, ah. So then the burger came which was good. It was a brioche bun. It was, you could tell, toasted with butter because I don't know if you guys can, but now that I eat so much cleaner, or at least I try to, if something has that nasty oil, I can smell it. And this was definitely butter. And then the hamburger. And I've been reading a lot that people with UC do really well with a little bit of cheddar cheese and gruyere. So I had a little bit of cheddar on top and that worked out really well. I digested that really well and it was extra protein. So I was really happy about that. And of course I did not eat the raw tomato or the raw lettuce. I asked them not to bring the fries. They asked, do you want a salad instead? I said, no. And I think I ate, they had two pickle slices on there and I can eat a couple pickle slices. My body's okay with that. So that was a bit of a victory. And I have to say that the restaurant at the hotel wasn't amazing New York food, but it was decent. It was a decent choice. The last morning of the conference, I had avocado toast, which I took off the raw radishes. And then I had chamomile tea. I finally got my chamomile tea. (laughs) It took me four days, but I finally got it. So that was a real victory to me as well. I realized that after I finished this conference and this traveling experience that I made a lot of good decisions. I really did. I I really felt that I made good decisions by being by a Whole Foods. And if something came with oil, obviously don't eat it or have the raw vegetables or anything like that. I did the best I could under the circumstances because when we broke for lunch, sometimes there wasn't a lot of time. So I couldn't wander out. And there was a diner across. If anyone knows Penn Station, there's TikTok Diner. And people were eating there, but then they were coming back with like red velvet pancakes and, you know, a real greasy burger. And I can't eat like that. So I have to figure something else next time because I probably will go to this conference again at some point or visit my friend down there. And um, I just have to make, and I didn't make bad decisions, but just have to make more informed decision. I did like that I cooked food for at least half a day. I think next time I would do more like if I have a refrigerator in the room, which I did, I would definitely do more like, okay, an entire day or a day and a half. I think a day and a half is a little much, but definitely the first day I would have done. The other idea is to stay in a neighborhood that has a focus on healthier eating, like the West Village, Upper West Side, you know, nicer restaurants where I can eat the protein, where I can eat, and let's say I can have a steak and I can bring it back to the room and it can be lunch and dinner and, you know, that kind of thing. I just didn't, I felt like at Grand Central, I would have had better choices. I know I would have had better choices at Grand Central and I was at Penn. So... Something to think about. I will figure it out next time. I have to say I didn't explore the restaurants at Hudson Yards 
very much, but I know there was one restaurant and I didn't feel like waiting, but they had a grilled Bronzino option. But I was like, I do not feel like waiting, you know, 45 minutes until they open. So I think looking at the times as well, because back in the day before COVID in the city, everything was open 24 seven, you could get anything at your disposal. It's not like that anymore. You know, restaurants, surprising, they would open at noon or they would open at, if they were breakfast, I'm used to the city opening at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And these breakfast restaurants weren't even opening until 7, 7.30. I have to say something I've learned is something that Evan said on last week's episode, Evan Botterman, that I loved, was he said with the choices you have to make with IBD, with getting a total colectomy, with uh, taking the biologics, with all of that, it really depends on how much control you have of your environment. I thought that was so genius of him to say, because if you look at his life, he's a busy 26-year-old who works in a busy city, and he has a big social life. <laughs> when we talked, uh, when I recorded the episode, he had just come back from staying in the city at his friend's house. And, you know, you heard him on the episode. He talks about how he loves socialization and basketball and being out all the time and happy hours. I am the opposite <laughs> of Evan. I am a complete introvert. My worst fear in life is to have happy hours after my job, which that's why I don't work a normal job because I can't mentally handle corporate America and corporate America can't mentally handle me. So <laughs> it works out really well. In fact, this conference had a happy hour and I went for maybe 20 minutes, a half an hour because they bring out the food and I can't eat anything and everyone's drinking and I, it's not, it's just boring to me. I just, I've never been the person who's like, oh, let's do this meaningless chit chat for two hours. I just, I, I have no interest in it. I know other people do. And if you do, you're a wonderful person. We still love you, but it's just not my thing. So I have complete control of my environment. Well, okay. Control is an illusion. I understand that. But in a very daily routine way, I do have a lot more control than someone like Evan, right? So I understand his choice for the total colectomy versus myself where I can wake up every day when I want, uh, pretty much, you know, unless I have an appointment, I eat at home all the time. I cook at home all the time. I think a big factor, I don't know if I've ever told you guys, I don't have children. So my husband has a child who's older and has a child of his own and they live somewhere else out, you know, um, we don't live anywhere near them. It's not like I'm step grandma babysitting either. I don't have those stressors in my life at all. I really took to heart what Evan said about controlling your environment because I feel like I really can control my environment. And that's why I think so far in this moment, I have been successful for the most part with reducing inflammation is because of that. Now, if I'm a mom with three children and a stressful job, I have to get up by 9 a.m. or whatever it is, 8 a.m. every day, I have to be at my job by 9 a.m. I'm fighting traffic. I'm doing all that. That's a whole different life. If you're like Evan, yeah, I, I get the reasoning for the total colectomy and I get the reasoning for 
someone going on the biologics because they're like, fuck this. Like, I can't do anything. I can't eat anything. My life's not fun. I go to these happy hours. I'm a social person. I love hanging out with my friends. I'm 25 years old and I just want to party or hell, I'm 56 years old and I'm newly divorced and I just want to party, whatever it is. I can see where people are coming from a lot more now. I'm never judgmental of the listeners, of you, but I think there was a little judgment there and I completely dropped it once I heard Evan's story and I was like, you know what? That makes total sense. And that's why I always say, Everything here is individualized and everything with IBD is in the present moment, how we're doing today. Okay. Wow. I've spoken for 33 minutes. I think that's good enough. (laughs) Okay. So in this household, when we just have the best shit and it comes out of our body and it's smooth and it's that perfect stool and it's solid and there's no blood and no mucus and it just looks great and you're so fucking proud of yourself, we call that a green heart day. I hope everyone has a green heart day.